bandwidth for changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more at Fastly.com. You're listening to Spotlight, a show that takes place around big announcements, at conferences, in the hallways, and behind the scenes. It's about getting out and having meaningful conversations with real people in the community. It's Changelog in the Trenches, shining our spotlight. Welcome to our Spotlight series titled The Future of Node, recorded at Node Interactive 2016 in Austin, Texas. We produce this in partnership with the Linux Foundation, the Node.js Foundation, and it's sponsored by IBM and Strongloop. Check out IBM API Connect, a comprehensive solution to manage your entire API lifecycle from creation to management at developer.ibm.com slash API Connect. Also check out Loopback from Strongloop, a highly extensible open source Node.js framework that enables you to create dynamic end-to-end REST APIs with little to no coding at loopback.io. In this episode, we talked to Gaurav Seth, Lead Program Manager of Chakra and TypeScript, as well as Arnesh Chandra, Program Manager of Chakra Core. We talked about their polite fork of Node to introduce the community to Chakra, the high-performance JavaScript engine that powers Microsoft Edge. We also talked about why Microsoft is so interested in Node, the future of Chakra and Chakra Core, VM neutrality, and more. Listen in. Let's start out with why Node inside of Microsoft? Like, why is Node important to Microsoft? You know, Node uh, as a platform has been having an amazing growth over the last few years. And, uh, you know, it's it's right in the space of uh, JavaScript and JavaScript developers. And one of the one of the big directional things for us uh, or a guidepost for Microsoft is really any developer, any app, any platform. So, you know, kind of looking at that guidepost that we are after, where we want to go support any app, any developer, and any platform, you know, Node is a very important aspect, and that's why it is very important to us to make sure, because it plays into, you know, our developer community that we want to go reach out to. How does it uh, play into the overall, I guess, platform when we talk about Windows as a big platform? Is that what you mean by that too, like in terms of an operating system? Uh, sure. Like, or do you uh, mean devices? Was, and yes. obviously we're growing from just simply desktops to more devices now. What do you mean by a platform? Can you right. Think? So out here, like by a platform, I was not really specific to any OS, but like even if you look at like, hey, there's, you know, Node in itself is a platform, right, you know, right. which people use to write the backend stuff. Right. There's also, you know, other things like IIS, there's <coughs> Apache, there's, you know, these are all these technologies. So these technologies can come together to form a platform that any developer uses, right? And in terms of the platform, the platform you can imagine also constitutes the operating system. It's the app stack that people are using. So it's the app platform. So it's, it's both of them uh, in, in sort of ways. High level uh, uh, bit, I think uh, what he mentioned as well was um, that Node is a really uh, fast growing um, application uh, framework. And uh, from the history, uh, you know, we, we are kind of, you know, Microsoft is always about, you know, developer productivity. And there's a, a huge growth in the developer uh, interest in, in Node. And that's what, uh, you know, has us excited about uh, this platform as well, and going where the developers are. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that brings up the next topic, which is VM neutrality. So to go where developers are, you have to have neutrality. You have to be able to take it beyond V8. So I think it was roughly nine months to a year ago, if my memory serves me correctly, you guys uh, forked Node and did something with Chakra Core where you were able to 
speed it up and you had your own fork and then you that was sort of like the way you even got back into maybe it might yeah. even open the door for for node involvement with with microsoft yeah, if so i remember correctly uh last year um that we, we announced uh, our involvement with node chakra core um uh, and that was actually uh that stemmed from the fact that we with windows 10 iot core was uh, being brought up and uh the default node uh, did not target that platform because of the instruction set difference uh, in that platform. And Chakra being part of the system already, uh, we thought we could bring um, node right. to be powered by an optimized um, JavaScript engine on the platform. And that's how we got started with Node Chakra Core. And um, you know that we've submitted a, a PR earlier this year uh, in January uh, with, uh, with the fork we had. <laughs> My time was roughly correct then, roughly yeah. nine months ago, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's uh, almost a full year, yeah. 10 months or so. Yeah. That's interesting. So, the, the one thing I would add there, though, is like, you know, you, you did say that, you know, it was a fork. It was a fork only in a GitHub. Yeah, sense. yeah. I didn't mean it. Yeah, yes, exactly. So yeah. so, yeah, for the listener out there, yeah. I meant a, a yes. good fork. Yes. Which is great because, um, you know, the platform GitHub, you know, social coding that worked out yep. great because. Uh, you all wanting to at Microsoft target any app developer, any device that that mantra you're you're sort of driving upon, being able to have that uh, freedom in open source to to do a polite fork right, yeah. and an intention to further expand. And today, in a kind of fast forwards to I think two days ago's announcement or yesterday's announcement of VM neutrality yep. yeah. and this bigger play with IBM, uh, you guys, Microsoft. Uh, if I remember correctly, IBM, Intel, Microsoft, Mozilla, Node, Node Source, joining forces around Node with VM neutrality. How important is that to developers? So VM neutrality is uh, something um, that is really important for for Node developers in terms of uh, being able to um, run their code uh, on any device, any workload, uh, any platform <clears throat> in a highly optimized way. I mean, currently, yeah, you can run Node in a lot of platforms, but with the VM neutrality, the vision is that you have this ubiquitous node platform, which is optimized um, for that particular workload or platform uh, or device type. So that is the, the uh, ultimate vision for VM neutrality. And the way to achieve it is that you allow different um, VM vendors to kind of plug in to the, the node infrastructure to be able to provide that kind of optimization. And there's a, 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 a growing trend of uh, people uh, trying to um, fork node into creating their own optimized version. And, and node, I believe, has to kind of recognize um, that trend and kind of bring it to an, in its fold uh, to enable the growth um, we envision for it. So I'll, I'll, I'll add to what Arunesh is saying here. I think I look at it from three perspectives, right? From the perspective of people who write code for Node, so which is the Node module authors. I think for them, VM neutrality or the work that is being done helps shield them from the changes that keep coming in Node in itself. For example, with, uh, you know, if you move from one version of Node to the other version of Node, you know, many times if native module authors have a dependency, you know, they would have to recompile their stuff as they move ahead. So, you know, that is the advantage for them that it kind of shields them from, you know, Node in itself moving. From a consumer perspective, like, hey, if I'm a, you know, consumer of Node, 
for them, it's like, hey, if there are these uh, you know modules that target this new VM neutral node, I don't have to worry about revving up my you know modules every time I rev up nodes. So you know you're making those two pieces independent in itself, so that you don't have to rev it. And from a platform or a node ecosystem perspective itself, I think getting to the VM neutrality is almost like you know, analogous to having more than one browser available to everybody so that, you know, there is more than one party which is interested in making sure that we are pushing forward nodes. So we work with, for example, we work with the V8 team uh, very, very closely in the, you know, web client space. We go together in TC39, you know, we often go into design reviews. We've, we've been designing things together alongside V8, Mozilla, and other guys around WebAssembly. You know, getting more than one VM player into the node market means that now like more than one of the VM players can actually start thinking about the server side uh, you know, functionality for JavaScript and kind of think about how do we have to evolve that also over a period of time. So nutshell, I think all three win, like the people who are writing code for node, the people who are consuming node, and even the node platform in itself. That makes a lot of sense. I mean. As a node developer, as a module developer, as you mentioned, the last thing you want to worry about is is multi testing on multiple platforms exactly. or having that concern, like writing once and being able to, you know, because of this VM neutrality, being able to not have that concern as a as a module developer certainly makes it that much easier because uh, Node has a very Unix-like function where a lot of things are broken down into individual parts. That's why there's so many modules out there. That's why there's so many dependencies out there. Because of that, it's mm -hmm. it's it's you know it's uh, it's the way to do things. For those out there, though, who maybe listen to this that aren't very familiar with Chaka or Chaka Core, can you break down the difference between those two things? Because one is in the Edge browser, and Chaka Core is sort of the core code that anybody else can use. Is that right? I'll help mm -hmm. me understand that. So uh, Chakra Core, as the name suggests, is actually the core part of the Chakra engine, Chakra okay. JavaScript engine. And Chakra JavaScript engine powers the Edge browser and Windows 10. And um, the parts which... Um, there the, are the, the core parts of the JavaScript engine, and then there are Windows-specific bindings around uh, diagnostic APIs or um, bindings to the, the browser. And if you add those to on top of the Chakra core um, engine, that becomes the Chakra engine ships with uh, Windows on uh, Edge. So it was uh, about a year ago, I believe, was when Chakra was open source, yeah, is so that right? Chakra Core is, is open source. Uh, Chakra Core is uh, cross-platform. Okay. Uh, and, and Chakra, on the other hand, is, uh, is open source. Yeah, it gotcha. was open source in Jan 2016. Gotcha. So okay. About a year ago. How important was it for the development of Chakra to open source it? Like, why, you know, obviously we're seeing a new Microsoft in terms of embracing open source, but why open source it? How has that helped the overall mission of uh, the Edge browser being more any developer, any device, being more open, this neutrality, so to speak, generally across developers. How is this? How is open sourcing it made a big, big deal for the development of it? So Chakra Core, uh, you know, open sourcing um, has provided us an opportunity to really work with the the open source community and developers. There's a lot of talented people out there, and it has allowed us to engage with that community and organically grow the, the platform uh, for us. And also, it has given us an opportunity to reach uh, a larger audience um, with the technology we are building and, and allow 
the innovations coming out of our our you know technology to reach a larger audience. So it, it, you know it comes both ways. Um, we get to benefit from uh, really our organic discussions and and. Uh, and PRs and, and you know reviews that happens online on, on our repo, and on the other hand, uh, we are able to also reach uh, um, you know bring our innovation to a larger audience in that way. Yeah, I think though I would say that the the bigger focus really was uh, you know mostly about we had a technology you know that we had worked on that we felt was in a good place, and we given the model we were in, we, we had it restricted only to be used in the Edge browser. We really wanted to open up for any sort of developer to come and start using it if they would like to. And at the same time, there was also this Node effort that was going on, and we were seeing like how much of momentum the Node community had behind Node, you know, which was an amazing example, right? Uh, right, for it's us definitely to see. been fast-paced yes. and growing fast. So, you know, Node was one example. TypeScript was another example yep. because you know our team works very closely with TypeScript as well, and we were looking at that project and seeing how you know. What an amazing momentum the community created for that project as well. And at that point in time, it was kind of clear that hey, you know, if you want people to build amazing things with your stuff, you know, you should be open. You going open source, and that was one of the biggest motivation. Like, hey, let's work in the open. Let's innovate in the open. Let's help uh, you know the community in whatever way we can. Rewinding back to that moment, what had to happen to go from Chakra, which is with uh, edges, bindings, certain things that Microsoft S needs to have to, to do Windows 10 and mm -hmm. various things. What was the effort needed to, you know, top down? How did you have to sell it? Was, de was it developer up? Was it executive down? Talk to me about the process to kind of take it from just simply Chakra to Chakra Core being open. What yeah, effort think, had to happen to the code base? I think base? it was uh, it was neither like I mean it was a pretty flat thing. It was neither top down or you know bottoms up. But I, I would say it was more bottoms up than top down. I think as we were working on things, it was all about you know figuring out hey where the people are, where the momentum is. You know what are the next set of things we should be doing? Like the the point when we went open source, there were things where you know Chakra was already leading in terms of the language support it had. It was already leading in some of the perf benchmarks that we saw. You know, we had an amazing architecture where, uh, or Chakra has an amazing architecture, which is dual pipeline of having an interpreter and a JIT compiler both, uh, you know, threaded together uh, in place. So when we, when you we say JIT, you mean just in time, right? Just in okay. time, yes. Just so when, sure. when we were kind of looking at the technological roadmap for us, right, like, hey, you know, I think from what we want to do, I think we had achieved quite a lot of it. Now, nothing is ever done. You know, it's it's an era of always improving and continuous improvement. But at that point in time, we were like, hey, you know, what is the best big thing that we should do for the community to help the community? And, you know, it was certainly becoming obvious that, hey, you know, you, we should not keep ourselves restricted to only one you know, platform and be there, because that is not the way for us to really grow and help the community. And so, you know, we, we started our conversations internally and we just, just decided that, hey, it's the best thing for us to go and, you know, maybe open source the thing. Now, in terms of the technical steps that you asked, like how much of an effort it took us, it was actually pretty minimal. And one of the reasons was, uh, you know, when you think about the bindings we had to the Edge browsers, those were already gone when we had started working on supporting the Windows 10 IoT platform because, you know, even when we enabled the IoT platform, 
that IoT platform could not work with the edge-specific binding. So we had already written this new modern hosting APIs, mm. as we call it, to enable that scenario. And it was all about just going and making sure that you know we open up and we open source that particular thing, and say like, hey, here's the format that you're going to be using. So you know, we we had already been working on creating because today, if you look at it. Uh, or actually even when we went open source, it was not only Edge which was using us, there's, you know, there are Azure Document DB uses Chakra, there's Outlook.com that uses Chakra. Both of them are like server or cloud scenarios where, you know, Chakra was not being used in a uh, web browser context, but it was more used in a SaaS or a services or a platform context in the cloud. So there were already uses before, and it was just about like, hey, you know, if, folks in Microsoft or products in Microsoft can use it, let's just open it so that you know anybody in the community should also be able to uh, you know, yeah. use, use the technology we've been building. It makes a lot of sense, just like the natural way of trying to open it internally. A lot of people, I think we even had this conversation uh, with some of, your, some of your friends at Microsoft on the TypeScript team. We talked about inner source and inner open source, that kind of thing. So yep. like, because of your natural desire to use Chakra inside of Microsoft in various different platforms within Microsoft, you naturally created Chakra Core, and why not just open that up to everyone else? Yep, that's true. Um, I, I guess for, for those who may be catching up, I, I'm still catching up to myself. I mean, it's, it, it's a fast-paced world. I think we've broken down Chakra to a good degree, but give me like the 10,000-foot overview of what Chakra is. Like, I know it's, the, the, it's, it's not a runtime, it's the, the, the engine inside of the Edge browser that runs Node, is that right? Yes, that's correct. So Chakra is the JavaScript engine uh, that runs and powers Microsoft Edge, you know, all JavaScript applications on Windows platform, and, uh, you know, multiple services like Azure Document, DB, Outlook.com, et cetera. Gotcha. Just wanted to cover that real quick because it's always catching up for me too is, is uh, just new kids on the block, so to speak, or a year old, so to speak, maybe a little, little more than that, but still catching up. So um, let's talk about... Uh, I guess the future then. Where is Chakra going? Where is Chakra Core going? What uh, what should no developers be looking out for for the future of, of Chakra and Chakra Core? So I think one of the biggest things that uh, you know we're we're the or the things that we are working towards is really taking Chakra cross platform. Uh, when we open sourced Chakra back in January, you know it was a Windows only platform, and at that point in time, it was clear that hey, you know even to get come true to the mantra of any developer, any app, any platform, you know, we have to make sure that this technology is not Windows only and it is available on other platforms as well. We've been making uh, pretty good progress and, you know, Chakra is now available both in, you know, Linux in the Ubuntu X64 version as well as, you know, we did a preview on the Mac OS X yesterday. Uh, that is available. So on these other two platforms, we have a fully functional Chakra engine now, uh, but it is still not as optimized as we would like it to be so that it is sort of on parity with the you know, Windows version. So there's still some work that is pending in the JIT compiler and you know the garbage collection pieces, which we are working on. And that's like the first big thing for us is to make sure that Chakra goes cross-platform and is, you know, uh, almost on par in terms of both functionality, performance, and of course the fundamental characteristics across all of these platforms. So that's one of the biggest things that we're working on. Outside of that, I think there are a bunch of you know, innovations that continue to happen on the engine. There's, we've been working very closely with Microsoft Research Team to advance uh, or innovate the state of the art of uh, you know, JavaScript debugging uh, in, 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 and they have been experimenting 
with their stuff on the Chakra engine, and we call that technology time travel debugging. You know, our initial demo yesterday. So, you know, up until now, we only had time travel debugging work in like, hey, you know, you attach and run, and you can move back. And yesterday, we just previewed. Uh, the ability to record a snapshot in JavaScript and replay that. Wow. Uh, you know, which is which is something new. And it's all happening in the open. It's like we, we're not, it's not that any of that code is, you know, behind. It's all in the open. Right. So I think that is another big thing that we're working on. And our goal is to make sure that we get, you know, that technology to a stable state so that we can start shipping that in, uh, you know, Chakra Core uh, and maybe with Node as well. I mean, Node would probably be the first target. That's where we started with Node. When you say in the open, do you mean open in documentation, open in GitHub issues? Describe open so that... What, the, the code is why. in the open. Okay, the code, the code is, the is in GitHub. How, the issues um, are in GitHub. Of course. Um, so if someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I want to get involved in this, the easiest place to do that is just to go to the GitHub repo? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Chakra Core GitHub repo. Gotcha. You got it all. Like, I mean, our roadmap is completely open. Uh, you know, our code is open. It's all MIT licensed. So it's very easy to get started, right. to consume. This is a new thing for Microsoft. I'm excited. We, we had Bertrand Leroy on, on the changelog not long ago talking about .NET Core, yep. open sourcing that. Uh, 1.0, I believe, with the show, was the show uh, was about 1.0-ing that and whatnot. So, I mean, we're seeing a new resurgence, so to speak, from Microsoft in the fact that you're embracing open source, you're doing things in the open. As developers inside of Microsoft, how does that make you feel in terms of the future of Microsoft and then also for developers? How does that... How does that new Microsoft make you feel? It feels beautiful, man, from inside. Like, have you been there for a long time? I have. I've been with Microsoft for over ten years. Okay, so this you're seeing the transition. You know, and, and, and I've seen the transition, and I think the last two three years have been the best ride. Wow. Uh, in my career till now, uh, you know, it's it's just the amount of intense interactions you can have with developers. You know, how much of confidence you can instill. Uh, you know, in them when you open the code bases and say like, hey, you know, whatever we are doing, we're doing it in the open so that you can take a look at it. You can always contribute back to it. And, you know, and, and it's it's more, it's it's a completely different world from that perspective. Like, you know, you're just opening up, you're being transparent to people and people love it, right? Like if you're being transparent to them. And that's the exciting part. Um, I've seen that, you know, the, the open sourcing uh, Efforts in Microsoft is also well received by uh, the community. Yeah, definitely. And there's a, a good appreciation. I'm of excited that. about it. Yeah, so you know, whenever we go out to conferences and stuff like that, uh, I always meet people, and the first thing they say is, you know, this has changed uh, Microsoft now. You know, this ton of open source activity happening, and we love it. So that that gives you more fuel to to go, you know, keep powering through all this. I missed your demo yesterday, but. Uh uh, Garv, you, you had tweeted that Arnish is demoing all this on a Mac for the first time ever in an event. How big of a deal was that to do it on a Mac? I didn't. What, what's the big deal there? So Chakra Core uh, and Node, uh, Node Chakra Core rather, um, was only recently uh, made available on my Mac. So it was certainly a very exciting time to, you know, very first time show that demo on a, on a Mac. So cross-platform is a, is a big deal, uh, and we are working towards it, uh, as, as Gaurav was saying, that we are still trying to optimize it. I mean, this is a preview bits uh, we were demoing, and it was really exciting to kind of show this uh, technology on a Mac. So if the community's out there listening to this and they're thinking, man, I want to get involved in Chakra Core, I want to, even from an outsider perspective, I want to dive into the code, I want to look at the roadmap, whatever, 
Um, give some waypoints. We talked about going to GitHub, but what's over the horizon? Is there issues people can tackle? How can the community step into so for uh, the step into I guess help you take Chakra Core to the fo to the future? So uh, I'll talk about the the Node Chakra Core project where the TDD um, technology we are building uh, is you know still working with uh, MSR uh, Microsoft Research to. Um, really, you know, push the state of the art here. And the community, uh, if they're wanting to kind of get involved in this, uh, the, the best way would be to go to um, aka.ms slash node TDD. aka.ms slash node TDE. Yeah, TDD. TDD. Yeah. Okay, we're going to put that in the show notes, y'all. Yeah. So, um, and there's a kind of, uh, I've kind of listed out uh, ways to, to get involved. And uh, one of the best things that people can do is um, try this uh, new technology on their own app and see how this works. File issues, report problems. You know, if you want to get in the code, maybe just dive into code and see, you know, if there are issues uh, they can fix and contribute back. So those are some of the ways um, uh, they can tangibly and immediately help, uh, help us uh, kind of... Uh, harden the technology we're building. So I think that is that is one part of it. You know, there's another part, of, you know, so the part Arunesh was talking about was really directly, uh, you know, getting into the chakra core bits. The other pieces is also, the other piece is also really the no chakra core piece, wherein, you know, we are working with the API working group to evolve yeah. these new, uh, you know, what we call NAPI, which is the new node stable ABI layer or APIs. What is it called? What's the acronym? So it's Node.js API. Okay. Um, what it does is it provides an ABI stability guarantee across versions of Node and even uh, versions of VM, which powers Node. Okay. Right. So c kind of coming back, I mean, one of the other places people can really contribute is like to join in that effort and yeah. help Node, you know, really have the solid uh, and nappy layer where, you know, this is basically the, you know, in essence, if you kind of think about it, this is the backbone of VM neutrality. Like, we all need this layer, and we want to make sure that this layer is great, uh, you know, is seamless from a functionality perspective, has great performance, et cetera. So that's another, you know, big place where people can contribute, and it's all, again, in the open. Yeah. It's uh, in the Node Core project, in the API working group, you can... Yeah, uh, so um, the, the, the part which, um, you know, can also need uh, uh, can use a, a lot of community help is the the nappy project and as uh, where can I find this nappy project is it on github as well or yeah it's on github uh, you can go to github.com slash node.js slash abi dash stable dash node and, and that repo also has uh, kind of steps to kind of get involved and uh, as Gar was talking about, Nappy is uh, supposed to be the, the stepping stone towards um, VM neutrality. Uh, this provides this, uh, you know, the fundamental piece of technology where we create the stable node API for module developers. And the current uh, stage we are in is, is you know, you know, it's very early prototype stage right now. Uh, we have converted uh, two uh, native modules onto this API. And the third one is uh, being uh, converted right now. Um, the help here we can use is that people who own native modules, they can come and take a look at these APIs, try to convert them. If they find some gaps in their um, the APIs we have provided, they can file an issue and you know let us know that hey you know there are some gaps in, in this API or if there's performance concerns or things of that nature. 
or you know if people um, have a, a forked version of Node uh, with some sort of um, a runtime of their own, uh, we actually invite them uh, in this project as well to be able to uh, give us a perspective of the API design we are doing uh, from their uh, VM uh, point of view. Because you know currently uh, we are involved. You know there's there's a some. Uh, uh, expertise in the V8 uh, way of functioning. Uh, certainly, we bring the Chakra uh, core perspective. Uh, we have also uh, folks from um, Mozilla uh, who provide the the Spider uh, Spider Monkey perspective on, on on some of these things. But you know, uh, we actually want uh, a more diverse set of uh, uh, VM vendors to kind of really test out this uh, API design we are uh, currently working on. So there's there's a ton of ways to to get involved in this, and uh, certainly this is an exciting uh, uh, area for the future of Node. I was looking over the the docs as you're talking there, so I think I've broken it down. The Nappy stands for Node API. Yeah. Is that is that okay? Because I was like, what's Nappy? <laughs> I'm, I was catching up as we we're talking yeah, we'll here. We probably change the name to call it N N API or something. N API. <laughs> it's almost the same. <laughs> it sounds cooler. So it does sound cooler. So let's let's talk about anything else that I may have missed. Like uh, we're sitting down here, we're at this conference, Node Interactive. You gave a demo. We're excited about this new VM neutrality. A lot of stuff is changing here. Uh, a lot of stuff for, for the good. Uh, but what is out that we haven't covered yet that's just important on your mind? So anybody listening to this can can kind of see where Microsoft is taking Node and and the involvement in Node and obviously Chakra and Chakra Core. Yeah, I think uh, one of the big pieces that. We've not talked about is really like you know stuff that's happening outside of uh, you know Chakra Core uh, and the work that we are doing for Node in general. Like one of the things we are doing is you know given that no Chakra Core is one piece, but you know one of the efforts that we've been working on is like for today's developers, today's Node developers, you want to have a great experience of uh, you know allowing them to use Node on Azure as you know a cloud platform. And we've been doing a lot of work ranging from like how do you really improve your inner loop scenarios? Like when I say inner loop, it's like, hey, as soon as you start to uh, you know code code up your stuff in from right from editors such as VS Code, you know there's a lot of uh, effort that has been going there. How do you use the programming language? There's work going on in TypeScript that helps kind of works along with VS Code and powers some amazing experiences in VS Code to kind of now enabling and working with Docker and the container service to bring all of these things light up on Linux, on Azure, yes. you know, which people typically think like, hey, you talk Azure, Azure maybe is just like a Windows cloud, right. which is totally incorrect. So, you know, kind of taking v these things, VS Code, TypeScript, you know, Docker's working on, you know, Linux on Azure, either in the form of PaaS or Azure Container Service, bring your own container, and then, like once you have your app deployed, how do you go take the next step with App Insights, and you know, kind of have some amazing experiences from a production diagnostics perspective? That is one. The other thing is having the ability of a full stack diagnostics experiences in VS Code, which is like, hey, I have the backend and frontend both in JavaScript. How do I target both of them in the same editor? So there's actually a lot of work that is going on right now to make sure that we kind of go nail the end-to-end -end experiences, so that you know. As developers start working with Node, you know they have amazing amount of productivity, and they can get to like, you know, the end solution that they want to get to, in uh, you know, 
as minimum time as possible. Let me put it that way. Awesome. Well, let's leave it there, fellas. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Uh, thank you for all, your, all the work you're doing on Node and playing a great part there from Microsoft's perspective. I'm excited for the future of both of you at Microsoft and the future of Microsoft itself with uh, just being far more open to open source. And I think uh, I'll say it for the entire community. We're excited about that uh, that change of heart for Microsoft. And yeah, thanks, Adam. We're excited thanks. to have you all back on the change log and doing fun stuff with us. Yep. So it's, it's a blast seeing you guys here. Great. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for having us over. Thank you, Adam. Thanks again to our friends at the Linux Foundation and the Node Foundation for working with us on this project, as well as our friends at IBM and Strongloop for sponsoring this podcast series. It was a blast being there. We'll be there again next year, so look out for us in 2017 at Node Interactive. If you want to hear more JavaScript-focused podcasts from Changelog, check out JS Party, our new live weekly show with Michael Rogers, Alex Sexton, and Rachel White. Head to changelaw.com slash jsparty. Click subscribe. Don't miss the show. And thanks for listening.